1: Sometimes you might feel like being a car enthusiast is a lonely place, but in reality, the automotive world is practically the only industry today where you can almost instantly form strong bonds with fellow hobbyists in short order. But there's so many events, clubs, and gatherings to choose from. How do you know which one to pick? That's where Collector Car Guide steps in as the ultimate reference for car enthusiasts in the DC, Maryland, Virginia, and Pennsylvania area and with us tonight to expand on that thought is CCG's publisher, Rob Parr. So welcome to BreakFix, Rob. Thank you, Eric. It's a pleasure to be here today. I have to give a little bit of backstory. Why are we talking about the collector car guide? And it just so happens I was visiting one of our sponsors, happens to be AutoFab, you know, my favorite fabricator, and I saw your annual magazine sitting in their display area. And I had one of those, wait, what is all this? moments. And when that happens, I know there's a story to be told. That bright yellow cover definitely got my attention. And I was flipping through the magazine. I saw listings for vendors that I knew, clubs, all sorts of information and motorsports organizations that piqued my interest. So I reached out to you and, and I, my first question, like many episodes, is where did CCG come from? where did this idea come from? What's the origin story behind the collector car guide? Well, it's a kind of complicated
0: answer to that. It was kind of a threefold answer. I'll try to bring it all together for you. Back in 2002, I founded something called the Maryland Pet Gazette. And that is what we call the Ultimate Resource for Pets, a printed directory for pet lovers. And I'm going to segue into it, so I'm not going to talk too much about that. But there's a point to me bringing that up. And the resource became highly popular and became the first place pet owners would go for reliable pet services. We're located in vets' offices, animal shelters, groomers' boarding, other locations. Although we wanted to remain a popular niche, it was going very well for many years. It started to wane a little bit back in 2018, so I started doing some analysis what, to see what was going on and discovered two important reasons. A majority of our readers for that publication were between 30 and 50 in demographics. So the second thing was the industry, and it's going on also in the car and the auto industry is consolidated through buyouts, mergers, and acquisitions. So you don't see as many of the, the small parts stores, for example. Some are getting bought up by larger stores. Happened in the pet industry as well. I decided at that point to just strictly go online, It's still online today under MarylandPetGizette.com. But also, I've been in the cars. I mean, I, since the mid '80s, and in, in fact, when I was in college. I started my own mobile detailing business. So that was you know something I, I had back then, different cars. I, I had Volkswagens, muscle cars, and even a Corvette. Participated in car shows, dabbled in racing, and autocross back in those days. But I was not very handy with as far as repairing stuff goes. I could do small, small things. The most complicated everything I ever did, which I messed up, was a replacing a radiator in my 70 GTO. <laughs> Anyway, so with occasional repair work needed and my limited mechanical ability on a 70 GTO and a 70 Buick GS convertible, many times back in those days, I was a young guy walking to a shop. Maybe they saw me. I figured I was an easy target, whatever. I was ripped off for work. I did not need a, a recharge for actual work Or mechanics would break something on one of these cars. Bringing the Ford back into 2019 when I came up with the concept, I was actually here locally here in Westminster. We have a vfw and they do like a friday night type of cruise pretty much every week and i actually overheard a conversation between who two hobbyists one guy was asking about where can i get parts for the, certain parts for my car i can't remember specifically what they were about but i remember the questions and one was looking for parts the other guy was looking for events going on in the area as they spoke to each other they each did not have a clue as to what where to go for either of these things hit me over the head like a sledgehammer and had an epiphany why not provide a vetted reference guide for car enthusiasts just like i did Marilyn peck is that for pet love so that's really where that stems from i'd like to consider myself more like the henry ford where i connect everybody i'm like the conduit so to speak that's probably the best word i'm use. i not really per se my myself an expert like some of these other people are but advertisers write the articles i'd rather them write the articles they're more of an expert than i am especially in certain fields and that actually by itself and, and just like with the pet publication has steered people to the website obviously we're online like we have seo like everybody social media and connections just so the demographics on this so you know the printed guy is, is really between 50 and 75 the majority of the readers are and even i'm within that category and i still would like to use a printed copy versus going online although i have fully access online most of these guys have smartphones and they know most of the features of those phones i don't know them all myself and I, luckily i was able to sell my wife on it gotta have the the better half behind you you know she said hey it's a great idea that's where we go that's how we, how we started that's the origin of the concept and then we have two issues in already. So I'm that's working on my third annual.
1: Chock full of information. And we'll get into what's in there, what services you offer, and how it all breaks down. And I tell you, you know, I mean, it definitely got my attention. And like I said, when things get my attention, I'm not saying I know everything about everything. There's something there. And this is awesome. And, you know, this Thank is you. coming from a petrol head to other petrol heads. And that's what's important is. You've got the discerning eye of what needs to be in here, but also being a publisher yourself, having worked on other pieces, other magazines, et cetera, you know how to lay it out. So as I went through it, I was like, man, this is fantastic. This is great. You know, how do we get involved? How do we get people to understand what it is that you're trying to do? So let's expand upon that. You kind of gave us the background on the magazine itself, but there's two pieces to this. There's this annual magazine, as well as your digital newsletter and the website itself. So right. when you put all three of those together, what types of services does Collector Car Guide offer?
0: Okay, so yeah, the annual guide is really a reference guide. So the idea was behind these is basically to have something for reference. They'll read it when they get it cover to cover, like probably you did yourself. And then they'll file it somewhere, maybe their glove box or in their garage with their or service manuals. So when something breaks, they have it right. They have something and they can hold it in their hand and it's a one-stop shop on the relevant articles in here, things that, you know, not everybody thinks about necessarily, but are important things. And then it gives me the opportunity to list all the clubs. Like we have like over a hundred clubs in here and by category or by make even my model in some cases, like Ford Mustang or versus just Ford in general. We have some overlap where you have the, if you go onto the website and you look at in the different pages we have there, we have our mission statement, which basically is my mission because of my background. I want to steer people literally in the right direction. That's kind of like a, one of our slogans we use. Unintended. Yes, (laughs) right. Exactly. The idea is everybody I vet, everybody before I put them in here, there's other publications out there. Some are good. You know, you've heard of Hemmings, I'm sure. A national company, they go across the United States and actually around the world. When it comes to buying parts, things like that, the emphasis behind the whole thing that we do, even when you go from just a printed guide to the to the website and through newsletters to subscribers is to go within a two-hour range. There's a lot of people in our backyard that can do the work. People like like I have probably heard of stories, and you see shows on you know Motor Trend, for example, on TV. And they're going halfway across the country to get this thing done, and across three states farther away for something else. And it's fine. But the thing is, there's a lot of good experts in our area within our region. I call it, I'd like rather call it a region, even though it's local, it's somewhat regional too, because I've got somebody all the way, believe it or not, down in North Carolina. I've got Breaker Racing, who's pretty famous for rear differentials, and they do other things. They build chassis for clients, things like that. So that's probably my furthest one, but they're more like more nationally known. And I'll probably get some more of that. But most of the emphasis is on the local small business. And the other thing is that part of it, mission too, is to help the small business because I'm I'm a small business guy, and I believe in entrepreneurship. So I want to help promote the small business. The bigger companies they may not have the expertise. the smaller guys, I'm not saying they don't, but in some cases, most of the time, if you deal with you walk into a mom-and-pop shop and he's got a business, let's say he's got a machine shop and he's been there 25 years, that guy knows what he's doing. He's been there a long time. He's got a reputation.
1: But, well, like our favorite fabricator, AutoFab. I mean, right. There you, so, go. If, you okay. know, I, I recommend them constantly. If somebody asks me, where do you get this done? Or where can you get a cage done? Or I need a custom part made. You go to AutoFab. They're in this area, right? They're in this yeah. journal. And obviously your book was on their shelves at the shop. And what I like about the CCG is as you flip through this and what really caught my attention is it's not just, you know, a yellow pages type of thing or a bunch of articles that are slapped together. It's really a nice blend of different genres inside of the car enthusiast and motorsport world. I want to stress the and motorsport world. I mean, obviously right. there's vendors in here. There's some of our sponsors listening here, like Battery Warehouse and Autofab and, and others that we've worked with in the past. But then there's also articles in here about, you know, liquid paint versus powder coating, right? Really technical. There's an article in here that I saw when it was in Dervorganger the first time, right? The PCA Potomac's magazine about restoring an air-cooled Porsche. There's actually a racing guide in here for the local drag strip, the ovals. One of these shots is actually from NJMP, from SCCA, you know, things like that. So, and and I actually really was intrigued. You guys had a review on the Quick Jack, which is I actually own one of those. So it's, it spans the gamut. And so it, every time I flipped the page and I saw something that either I recognize or knew. About it put a smile on my face, and obviously a lot of these things are local. So for anybody that's tuning in in California, they're like, oh, eh, yeah, whatever. To your point, it's all in one spot, and this is super useful. It's like, hey, let me flip through here, and, and one of the things that got my attention again: places to get non-ethanol fuel. Like we talk about that a lot with our classic car guys, and they're like, hey, did you see that this sheets now has you know ethanol-free fuel? And you're like, yeah, let me scratch that down. Let me write it down. It's in the CCG. You've already got it listed here. So that's why I find this to be a great Cliff's Notes to the car enthusiast world and this is a great resource to have
0: well thank you i appreciate that and hopefully people will consider like you like a bible and at least within this region that they if they need anything that it's available here and actually that, that one of the things we're trying to do to expand is we want to continue growing our category list online as well as in the magazine there's some overlap between the two if you go online you'll see if you go to a recommended vendors category or online you'll see a lot of these guys advertisers are in the day by category kind of like we did in the magazine different in some ways when you go to look at each of the examples it's more like the book is static even though it's great it's static right whereas when we can update it we can take an advertiser's ad we can add photos if they want to add them we can have links to the you know what I think there are social media articles we can link to articles videos a lot of these guys not everybody does youtube but the people who do have youtube videos we can link to those have a map to the location so it's a little bit more I guess you would call that interactive you Absolutely. know more than anything else so that that's an interactive way to get through the younger crowd generally likes to email more today than they do to pick up a phone. I'm a I like to pick up a phone, but there's direct dial on available on mobile devices so that they can do that direct emails. You know, this way they have a you know a way of getting in touch by other means besides just the the phone. Some of these guys that run these shops, they just don't have any face time with the public. Some of them are in the back. Some of these, Absolutely. Guys, these guys are they're prepping cars to get painted. They're doing machine work. They're doing other things. They're not, some of them aren't as people people like we are. They've either got a front person in the office or they don't have anybody. And the only way to get in touch with them is to email. I think, over at was an example. I can't remember the gentleman's name that, that runs it, but I had to email him a couple of times before I could actually speak to him because he's usually not in the front of the office.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. They're crazy busy. And that shop is like, like a maze, And, you know, people are always amazed being involved in the motorsport and car enthusiast world for so long. There's some of these shops that I walk into and I just wave at the people and I go straight into the back and my friends will right. go with me and they're like, wait, what? And I'm like, I've been coming here since I was in diapers. I mean, give me a break, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, to your point, the guys that are, that are doing the work are oftentimes in the back, not at the front of house, you know, but those are the ones we want to connect people to because they're the ones right. that their name is on the door and they've built these vehicles, Vehicles, you know, whether they be race cars or show cars or restorations or whatever, they can be of help. And a lot of times, It's like those commercials you see on TV. Well, if you know, then you know. In this case, maybe you don't know. And this is where something like the CCG gives people a a leg up to say, hey, they've been vetted. These are what other automotive enthusiasts are saying are reputable shops to go to. And and when I looked at your recommended vendors section of the website, especially, and I know it's in the book, but obviously the website's going to be more dynamic and more fluid. This is gold right here. This is your go-to spot, just like we talk about for tracking we talk about hpdjunkie.com, right? That's where you want to go for that nationwide schedule of all those track events. The CCG is the other side. Where do I go to find that part for that, you know, DeSoto or Edsel or, you know, whatever you might be working on next. I'm being extreme here, but the idea is that you've got a resource. You've got this place, you know, one-stop shop for all this information. So recommended vendors isn't just it for CCG, you guys have got some other stuff going on with events and the ability to advertise and stuff like that. So why don't we unpack that a little bit for our listeners as well?
0: Part of it is we have a list of clubs that are generic in here, and it's a little more than a static listing in the magazine. Eventually, we'll probably have a list of all the clubs, but right now, at least to start out, this is still in its infancy, of course, at least there's some information because I really believe that everybody should consider joining some kind of a club out there because the resources are, are tremendous. There's an old slogan. I think it started with Porsche Club of America. We came for the cars, but we had the friends. It
1: changed up. and it became, it's not the cars, it's the people. That's it. So they shortened it. Yeah. So that's right. Now the
0: Corvette Club says it also. So <laughs> then we have to pick and choose because being a different interest in different cars, like I personally belong to three clubs, I approach all these people and they all want me to join their club. And someone give me, like the guy from the Cadillac Club, I think his name's Vinny, gave me a free membership, which I never asked for, but I, I love Cadillacs too. I love them all. You know. Maybe I'll hang out sometime with one of their events. We want to give everybody the opportunity to see
1: what's out there because a lot of people don't know about these clubs. And there's a huge upside to that as well. I recently kind of was reintroduced because of COVID, right? You know, being home and watching the races. I went to the Petit Le Mans and I had forgotten that there's all these car corrals at these bigger races, especially like IMSA races and things like that. Even at Formula One races, they have this kind of stuff. And you walk in and if you show your membership card, even if it's digital, like, oh, hey, I got a BMW you know, membership. Then you're suddenly, hey, come on into the BMW corral. Uh-huh. We, got f- we got food and we got drink and you can park your car over here and all this kind of stuff. And so there's this extension of benefits that a lot of people forget. It's like, well, why do I want to join the club? I tell people all the time, join SCCA. Even if you're not a racer, support the Sports Car Club of America. And by proxy, if you go in there, there are discounts for major vendors, for being an SCCA member, whether it's for brakes or it's for tires or for whatever have you. It's worth its weight in gold when you hook up with these clubs. But if you're not aware of them, or you're trying to spin up your own, which is fine too. I mean, if you want to be the the North American EcoBoost Ford Flex Club, I mean that's fine. Too. That's fine too. But you know, it's going to be a small market. But looking at some of these bigger organizations that are established, to your point, you're going to find friends whether you want to or not. But you're also going to have resources. And the ability to exchange parts, and that's huge. And we'll probably expand upon that more here as we go along with the conversation. But I didn't want to derail you, so keep going.
0: Absolutely, you're, you're educating me as we're speaking right now, actually. And I one of the reasons I was really interested, and intrigued, in you know connecting with you, Eric, is the fact that you have resources I'd like to bring to to our readers' attention, especially the racing side, where you have guys that may want to t- they've never raced before, they but they want to try it. They want they want to dabble in that a little bit. We want to give them the opportunity to do it. So I'm hoping I can expand with your help in this racing section, maybe have a a separate page for that also on our website.
1: Absolutely. To, and that's yeah. that was the whole <laughs> impetus behind our first season was introducing people to what we call different disciplines of motorsport. Have you ever heard of autocross? Do you know what a rallycross is? You know, what is HPDE? You know, all those kinds of things. And so those kinds of explanations, even though they might be basic for the veterans, is important to these folks out there that are now picking up CCG for the first time and going, well, what is an autocross? How do I learn about that? Where do I learn more? And it's really important that that we foster that educational layer for car enthusiasts, because without your guys' help, you know, all these listeners that are tuning in, motorsport dies. So we have to keep the interest going. And it stems through not only just the sport, but through the clubs, the parts, the vendors, right? We are all part of an ecosystem and we rely on each other to keep it moving.
0: And this actually is a good segue to, you asked me about our newsletter, kind of a byproduct of the fact that we wanna keep building this thing up and the news having a regular newsletter, be it monthly or whatever, is a really good opportunity to keep the eye on the ball for all of our subscribers and bring in new people in obviously obviously helps the SEO, as you're trying to generate more traffic to your website, of course. Part of it also, you mentioned SCCA, but I think also everybody should consider joining SEMA as a member because SEMA really is behind all this and is trying to protect us. Because right now, and this is something that specifically this month in, uh, in February, we're going to cover a couple of legal things that just came out. the One is in Maryland where they're trying to, they want to tax everyone with, with a car that doesn't have go-through emissions, so that's an ignition exempt. You probably heard this the first time. So I just got something from them. So I'm broadcasting it link on there. I actually went online today to contact all the state senators and Maryland General Assembly, as well as the, the representatives or the, I guess they call them delegates, and make them aware of what's going on. Because a lot of time, the times they pass this legislation, not knowing what's going on. Some of it's because they're political, but also because they really don't know, you know, what are the ins and outs of all this and how who are you affecting? So everybody who's got one collector car that's not getting emissions tests test is going to have to pay $14 every two years, which doesn't sound like a lot of money, but it just adds to the difference. We already have to have special rules if you have certain tags on your vehicle. collect uh, The street rod tags, et cetera, can only be operated specifically at, at certain times and whatever. Now, I don't know people kind of bend the rules and they don't worry about it, but still, you, you don't want to have more restrictions. Bringing this to the attention of all the, the enthusiasts is important because then they can get involved. You know, and also we have cool things on there like spy photo, or like or links to spy photos from different sources out there. We'll, we'll give them credit, of course. You have know, fun stuff on, like at the uh, show. We had an East Indoor show. We I participated in that with folks at Motorama do that. So there's a couple of photos on Eye Candy. We posted up on one of our uh, social media sites. We pointed to. So that's really good to keep in front of people and have also to have something to look forward to on a regular basis. And obviously, this being a slow time of year because it's winter, people aren't thinking about really cruising around. around right now although they are some of them are working on their winter projects and we found that during covid that that was a huge thing and actually the auto industry did better some of our clients actually like gunther's machine jeff said he had the best year he ever had during covid they didn't have anything to do they were not working or they're the laid off or they're working from home they had spare time on their hands and they could work on these projects so they bring him different things to work on like motors whatever and he'd do it for him so he had a really great year something continuing to further this is always a better thing you know, so Absolutely. That's, that's where the
1: newsletter points to our website. Absolutely. There's an efficacy to the newsletters, too, because I see it a lot on these different social networks that we're a part of where I'll recognize an article. And I'm like, oh, that came from PCA's newsletter. Or that came from Chris Bright's, you know, CPX newsletter. Or this came from, you know, Rob's CCG newsletter. And, and it goes around and it, these articles make the rounds. As much as a lot of people are like, well, it was in my spam folder and I missed it for three weeks there's many of us like myself that I'm, I'm reading these, I'm looking at these automotive journals, and that's how I'm staying you know, up to date on a lot of this kind of stuff. Right. And it's, it's really fascinating. And granted, you can make the argument, well, we don't live in the automotive industry, but if it's your passion, right, all this stuff is important. Just like you were saying about the laws changing in the DMV, about emissions and collector cars, I mean, that's important to a lot of us that do have multiple cars or that are car enthusiasts. We just did an episode last season where people of my generation, you know, not too far off yours. I'm not not dating us and placing us Uh, just yet. They're starting to turn their eyes now to say cars of the 90s. Are they collector cars yet? Is it time to invest in a car from the 90s? So the 90s cars are now on that edge too of, do they go to emissions anymore? Are they considered vintage? You know, especially here, DC, Maryland, Virginia, what does that mean? So the point that you're bringing up is really important for somebody that might be going, hey, you know, that old uh, 90s Lexus or Toyota Supra or whatever it might be that I'm thinking about buying to do a restoration on, you know, now you have some other things to think about, some other things to consider. It's all very relevant. It's just, you know, how do you capitalize on people's attention and their time, right? We're, We're constantly being, Bombarded by information. But again, as a reference guide, the printed manual is awesome to have. The website is dynamic and it's being updated. So I guess that leads us into the next question, which is how does someone contribute to Collector Car Guide? How do we become part of your world, help build out your website, get your name listed there, get your information out if you're not already on the list? How does that work?
0: You know, it's so funny because generally, as, as, a, as a role, I've been in sales for since before college. I'd like to get some more inbound uh, sales because 95% of the sales I have are me going out there, knocking on doors, being aggressive without being annoying, so to speak. If possible. They call that
1: gener- generating pipeline. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Right, <laughs> I, I pretty much generate my. Own. I they say I always go by the philosophy: if it's to be, it's up to me. Obviously, if I can get enough feelers out there on, on, the, on the web, get more interest, you know. But, but I, yeah, obviously, it's getting the name out there, getting the feelers out there. Obviously, I'm open to talking to everybody, but again, they have to contact me. Then I go and do my own background search on them, going to my sources, the people I know that I trust. Some of them are who are in the guide now. Also, going online, checking reviews are for valid reviews, not just just any reviews, because there's a lot of fake reviews out there, and I want to give everybody a fair. Share. God. they have to be at least a four star though if i go across different things like google reviews and facebook and some others that i trust then i can come up with you know the fact that they're they're a decent company to deal with and like the, for example there's a company on the eastern shore that wants to advertise everywhere they can and their restoration company i don't i don't want their money i don't want i don't want to have anything to do with them they advertise in other places but I, I won't take it because it's all about reputation to me more that's more important than the money because being a hobbyist myself i would not send somebody anywhere i wouldn't go that's a fair really. statement so basically it's one of those things where I want to share a good experience, and also very important, we want to send people to some place that it's going to be the first place to go and the only place. I can't tell you of all the shops and people I deal with how many cars they've had from you know other places that have messed something up or whatever, and they, the guy spent a hundred grand. Now he's going to have to spend more money because they have to undo the work that this other place messed up and start from scratch. So they've been better off not going there at all to begin with. Part of this is also education. People don't realize I don't want to get a, I want a '70 Chevelle. I mean, it's a very common car that people want, right? they had when they were a kid or whatever their dad had one the thing is they have no idea what how much how the time and energy it takes to put that together to build a car even if it's street worthy i'm not even talking about sh- show worthy i'm talking about street worthy it could be at least a hundred thousand dollars to start, and goes up from there. When you're looking at rates of hundred dollars an hour or more? Some of these guys are getting one hundred fifty dollars an hour. That money gets eaten up so quickly. So a lot of those people will do it because it's a passion. But generally, most of the people that are subscribers, they're car, they're enthusiasts, and they'll they'll spend the money. They don't care. Personally, me, if I want to get something for my car, I'm going to buy the best part I can find. If I can find like when I got timing chain cover for my Buick a few years ago, we redid the uh, we had to rebuild the water pump and all that. There's two companies out there. There's TA Performance. It was a nationally known company. and then you got another company who was Chinese and the Chinese time machine cover was 300 dollars and the other guys was 550. I said, he's made in America and I read reviews. I'm, I'm going with that guy and I called the guy, I actually talked to the owner which I was really impressed Talk about contacting people. Mm-hmm. Now the, so I said, I got to compliment you. You have a really good product. I said, we installed, I'm not a mechanic, a good friend of mine's a mechanic. And he, I assisted him putting this this part into the car, replacing it. It was perfect. In fact, he had improved the engineering on the product. So, you know, like just like the quick jacks, getting the information about why are they better than, we? why are people spending the money on this product versus some other product. So it's an education process. My job, I feel, is to help educate people. And some of them may already know this and some of this might be, you know, no, no big deal. Some of this might be over their heads, and they have no idea. So where do they, how do they get started, where do they go. I'm looking at an article here called "Restoration Roadmap." You probably saw in the new issue here. So you, you gotta give people a starting point so they at least know people that are breaking into this hobby. Like you're talking about guys look at the nineties. Well, maybe they really weren't car enthusiasts, just that they love the specific car back from the nineties. Well, now they have an opportunity to maybe look, where, where, what can I do? What are all the stages involved in, in taking that car to a restoration?
1: Well, and all those TV shows you watch on, you know, and I'm not poking fun cause I love them. All the, what I call restoration shows, like on Motor Trend <laughs> and History Channel and stuff like that. They make it look so easy. It's like wave you know. a magic wand And suddenly that rust pile is a 70 Chevelle, you know, Barrett Jackson car. Well, that doesn't happen overnight. That takes upwards of a year, if not longer. And to your point, probably a hundred thousand dollars to do that. Now, if you watch roadkill, that's probably closer to what you and I could put together on a budget, you know, is grab a car to the junkyard and it barely gets to wherever our next location is, you know, and, and there's variance in between, but the reality is every journey starts with a step, right? To borrow that particular phrase making the right first couple of steps is super important when you're starting a project like this, especially when you're talking about a restoration. Building a race car, I mean, I've said it time and time again, I have wasted enough money to pass on my knowledge to other folks to say, don't buy this part. And it's not because it's an inferior part or whatever, it maybe doesn't hold up to track use and abuse or the heat or whatever, it's a great part for the street. And I've already wasted my money on it. Don't go down that road. That's part of that whole idea of sharing of information. And it comes down to the three C's, right? Communication, collaboration, and cooperation. And that's what helps the automotive enthusiast world continue to move forward is us working together, talking, sharing stories, experiences, you know, and helping each other out. Again, I applaud you for putting all this together but let's go back, you know, here I am vendor a I'm hearing about, you know, CCG for the first time, I want to become part of your world, I want to advertise, how does that work? Do I just get a spot in the magazine on the website, both? What does it cost? What are we looking at here if I wanted to advertise outside of the vetting process? I mean, you, you explain that really well. What's the next step once you go, hey, yeah, this looks good.
0: Yeah, they contact me. Usually I like to speak with someone, at least by phone, preferably if I can meet them in person because this is a very visual, as you know, with the magazine and even looking at the website, uh, even on a smartphone. It's a very visual thing and they, there's different, they can get involved specifically in the magazine, solely in that. They can go online and add with us, just strictly online, or they can do both. They get a significant discount with both. The minimum thing I recommend uh, someone get is a bold blue listing in the magazine, which I believe starts about 245 for the year. We give everybody rates in annual, and annual. An annual, because for me, as I do all the sales, I have to work the book by area. So I'm in different areas at different times. So right now I'm working in a specific area today. I was I sold two ads and actually renewals. My goal is also to keep our existing advertisers happy. The other thing we do is something specific to advertisers I didn't mention before. I also like to give each of the advertisers, depending what they do, some breathing space. So if there's two machine shops that are next to each other, it's first come first serve. As long as the reputation is good, I only put one in. I won't put the other guy in. So you know, again. to try and help them maximize their benefit because they're making an investment taking a risk with me and i want to help them out in, re- in return for that it's very important and i, I want to stress this And anybody contacts anybody in here please mention collector car guide when you call them because a lot of times people don't mention it so they don't realize they're getting any feedback and then they may think well maybe i'm not going to do the ad next time so sometimes i feel like i'm going two steps forward and one step back because if i got I'm now i'm got going to get somebody else in here instead and I'm, like i said i'm trying to expand it it's there's a little bit of headwinds when it comes to trying to keep the people in the magazine some people like i said actually most people that they do not do the due diligence to see really see how they're doing it. In the other publication, the same thing. They really do. They can anecdotally, they can get a feel of like, well, I'm thinking that business is going up. I'm not specifically knowing it's it's this or that, but I know things have improved. I'm thinking it's doing better. If anybody's got a little bit of business consultant working with them, they, they have some way even their accountant or something can give them a little bit of leeway as far as you got to evaluate what you're doing here. found that most people work in the business, but most, most people do not work on the business. Important thing is that they're in the right place. And when I tell people, you got to advertise to the right audience. It's, some people, feel like you you throw enough money against the wall, something's gonna stick. But if it's too generic, it's too far out. For example, on a popular AM radio station in the Baltimore area, I hear of a one advertiser advertising certain things for cars. Now I talked to the guy before about this. He's throwing it, he's throwing a ton of money and I assume he's getting something out of it. And you know, especially if you've got a limited budget, put your money into the vehicle where you're gonna get the most bang for your buck, your your audience. In other words, who's your audience? Anybody out there who wants money, who wants to make money and be very successful and and they're chasing the dollar they'll take anybody's money and that's really where most of the publications are out they, they'll take anybody's money they don't care if their reputation is bad or not they're, the money's more important to them so but i think that there's a good meld here where you basically melding in the mind so to speak where you have the right people in the magazine or the online on the resource and they're speaking to the right people and they're lending their expertise to those enthusiasts and getting them in the right place there have been people in the past where they want to advertise and i'll say no, I, I don't know if i'm really right for you there was a guy who did like work on homes, but he want, he liked the guy he wanted to be in. The only thing I could do to bring somebody in here who's not in the automotive field is make him a sponsor on our, our club page or something. But generally, I want to keep it specific to the industry. That so I, yeah, I generally like to meet people and that way they get a feel of me at the same time. So make sure it's a good fit and then see how I can help them because I'm a very visual and I can take an ad they may have done or look at their business card and figure out how are we going to work in this space to get your message out there. I've got an ad in here from, uh, it's called PCS, Power Coding Specialists. Mm-hmm. It's a small ad. It's an eight-page ad. It's very well done. It gets right to the point, isn't it? People don't have to have the largest ad to get the best response. I'm also talking to a guy right now who's an artist. He just got, a Shelby gave him a licensure for their logo, which is huge. He might be better suited. We have like a couple spot ads on our website. I could put them under art in the magazine magazine and put them in the, under art you know, online and the categories under recommended vendors. But because that's not something people to look for, I think maybe he'd be better for a spot ad on our homepage. People see it right away. You know how people get diverted. Oh, that's kind of cool. I'll click on that. And then the next thing you're on his website. So yeah, exactly. I want to feel them out and see what I think is best for them based on what they do and how they're going to benefit. I always believe in putting other people before me because I want them to benefit first. I'll get paid eventually for doing the right thing. But if I put other people first and give them what they want, then that's really the bottom one and to help them out.
1: Full color ads in the magazine, ads on the website, stuff like that. Obviously there's a cost associated with the ads, but let's just say you want to get your club listed or you want to get your event listed on CCG or better still, maybe you're an aspiring author or you want to republish an article as part of the CCG website or even in the next annual. Is that something that is available to folks and how do they go about that?
0: Good question. So basically I call that free stuff. My goal is to help the club's builder their- memberships up i'm hoping they'll, they'll embrace our resource and as a result of that but club listings are free the events are free i have a guy who helps me out his name's timmy he, he helps me i get the uh, list gives me lists of events and i also put some on myself and we try to do it on a list so it's more efficient to get them all at one time uh, he'll give me events maybe up to two or three months in advance depending on who they are where they're located and so forth then I'll, I'll kind of enhance them a little bit if i've got a flyer i can pull somewhere i'll add it so they can click on the flyer for more information that's free so So like most people, we're always looking for content. Unfortunately, with the printed magazine, there's a limited page count. I have to limit the articles to the people who buy the ads because space is such a premium. It's like real estate on a Monopoly board On Park Place and Boardwalk. You got to make everything count there, right? Yeah. So there's free stuff in the book and I don't mind putting free clubs listings in here. Some of the larger shows are in here. I don't put all the little shit. To me, a car show is great. It doesn't matter if there's 25 people or 100 people there, but we only have so much space in there. So I usually tend to put the larger of. Events in there. Carlisle Events is one of our sponsors. So, you know, obviously that's a big type of thing. Got tens of thousands of people that's in their events. But online, I could do a whole lot more. There's no limitation on space. We just started a blog on, on our website. We're obviously taking advertisers, we're allowing them to provide additional, if they have blogs or they want to, we'll post them up there. If there's somebody else that's got something, I'm happy to to put it in, maybe link it on our newsletter. So there's different ways we can get their content up. If they wanted to contribute something, I definitely would, you have to consider who they are and so forth, obviously. And At the end, we usually have to give a credit to the the author. And then if they're an advertiser, we'll link to their website or if they've got an classic auto mall, we just posted their blog up there about doing estate planning, working with your collector cars. You know, that's something people think about this time me here. I thought it was relevant to have that up there. There's like a little link that goes right to their ad on our, on our website that you would find on their, uh, the recommended vendors. Yeah, I'm always looking for yeah, obviously more information. I think another thing is the racing side. I'd like, I'd like to get more with your help. I think I can get that and I'll be giving you credit for anything, any contributions you guys would want to make. And I know you've got your own stuff too, so that's cool and we can help contribute to that. Share us some information. I think it'll be valuable.
1: Well, we're all part of one big car enthusiast happy family, right? So we're happy right. to show- Share. And so wherever we can make that partnership work and we can make it grow, obviously, like we've been talking about this entire time, it's all about collaboration and working together to support each other and keep this hobby, let label it as that—you know—strong, alive, and vibrant. So that's right. awesome. I mean, it sounds like there's a bunch of different ways for people to get involved with the CCG. Obviously, you're coming to the table with past experience as a publisher with a successful version of this in a totally different genre. So repeating the formula not a bad thing. It's just getting people's attention, and it's about awareness. So that's why we're having that conversation. But that does lead us into. So there's been two of these annuals put out. They are annuals; so they come out once a year. What your ideas for the future? Is it going to come out more often? Expansions of the website? What are some things you're thinking about now that you've gotten through your first year and change of the CCG? What are some lessons learned and and what does the future look like?
0: Basically, uh, like I said earlier, I'd like to expand the categories. That's a big deal. I don't know if the magazine, because of the way it's set up, is part of the thing is the way it's published, the way it's printed, is the fact that it has to be done in certain page counts. You know, So the first magazine was 40 pages and the second when the one you're looking at is at 48. So it depends on, you know, who's in the magazine, the size of the ads, how we lay it out, like putting three puzzles together. Online is obviously more open, but as more information becomes available to us, information and ads in combination of the two. We can make the magazine larger. You know, obviously, I want to have more people in different categories online. There's some other things I'd like to add. Uh, I was thinking, toying with the idea of doing some type of, and I don't know if this is going to work or not, is maybe having some kind of a marketplace online. It will be a very small charge to advertise. Let's say somebody had set of wheels they want to sell for a small charge for too much time. They could be ten bucks or fifteen. Like a like
1: a like a classifieds or something. I remember, I remember back in the day, a staple in the DMV was the Penny Saver. I'd flip right to the. and see what cars were for sale, and what parts were for sale. I mean, stuff like that doesn't exist anymore. And it, it was kind of fun. I mean, then, you know, then we had the advent of Craigslist, which is neither here nor there anymore, but, <laughs> and Facebook marketplace and stuff like that. But it is Difficult. Like there's a lot of of junk. If you're in the business of curating this and saying, hey, we'll accept that ad, that's a legitimate, you know, 1970s Chevelle distributor or whatever, and, and you have eyes on this, then you go and say, hey, you build that trust with your community. You're that trusted advisor now to say, hey, we're putting in classifieds that are legit. These are known people, you know, whatever it might be, known quantities and you can buy from them. They're reputable or, or, or whatever. So you're bringing folks together. And I, th- I think that's a good idea, actually.
0: Yeah. Again, like I said earlier, competing like in a conduit, but I don't know if we're really ready for that, even though it's on the back end of the site and it's set up to do that. I think we need to get to a certain point where like, there's a, a threshold. We, we, once we break that threshold, and I don't know what that number is yet to actually do it. Right now, there's so much competition out there and it, it really is hard to compete against. Like I I'm not really trying to compete in it, per se, but I, I want the the people who want to, if they want to make that investment of $15 or whatever it is, I certainly don't want them to get it to say, oh, this doesn't work. You know, I don't want them to look at our say, well, I tried advertising there and it does No, you're not, you can't get hundred percent. There's no
1: guarantees. Yeah. There's no guarantees. No guarantees
0: in the world. But generally though, I think if we get, once we get to a certain threshold, that'd be something I would push more for. I think the blogs
1: are, are really good to have them be adding to that as we go forward. So Rob, we talked about the website and obviously nowadays it's all about social media. So you guys are currently on Facebook. What are your plans? to expand your social media presence.
0: Okay, well, I find that what happens is with Facebook, without getting too political, that there's some people who are migrating away from it. So we've actually started a social media. We have a page on Gab.com. Looking also at Reddit, which has got a pretty large following in the car community. Looking into other social media for this year to put add pages to where we can share because that way, obviously, you've got one specifically for the community, but more more generic ones there that have a following in the car communities that are out there. I'll certainly want to make sure that's there as well. So that's that's good going to be something we're going to do this year
1: and i invite you and our listeners and i want to remind them to come visit garage riot the social media uh, network for car enthusiasts by car enthusiasts right it's a great place to share your stories post pictures donovan's big thing is no kitty memes no political rants it's all fueled by petrol at the end of the day so garage Riot's a great source for that if you're looking for a social media platform specifically for car enthusiasts
0: i'll be looking into other types of way of expanding online thing like i said earlier maybe. <laughs> having a page for the racing side would be good like we do in the magazine. I'll be looking the, to you for some more help. So, so. that was
1: that was my other question. So let's dream big. You know, where is CCG in 10 years? Are you thinking regional magazines, you know, Northeast, Southeast, West, things like that? Or you still just want to focus on the DMV? Well, the thing is, it's a great area. I, I mean, we're looking at to probably getting into the to the panhandle
0: in the West Virginia, the western side of, of um, Virginia. Based on my limitations, the only way I could go further than that is to, to basically franchise franchises business. I just don't see how knowing how this type of thing works with publications that I could get someone else in another area that would want to be interested in doing this. And I'm doing this more of a passion, more of a passion, even though I make money at it as a business. Obviously, we have to pay for the, the cost of printing and the web space and everything else. Obviously, trying to want to make a living at it, but I primarily do it because I do it because I, I, it's a love.
1: Oh, absolutely. I, mean, I
0: like to go, go to the events. I can't do them all, but I like to hang out with the guys and, you know, I hang the magazine. I just can't go and hang magazines giving a conversation oh you know this guy in here and they look looking they ask me about this guy and they ask me about our warehouse or classic auto mall whatever oh you got to go up there that's a day trip to go to all classic auto mall it's free you go you walk
1: around i mean it's awesome we got to get you to come out to one of the track events and start talking about the track rats <laughs> Well, I want to get,
0: I got a Corvette. I want I'd like to try tracking the grand sport. I like to take oh, it. Oh, absolutely. On. You know, I'd like to get involved with that and get part of that scene as well. So I think in getting my own experience will help to get more of that into the book. People have different interests, obviously, but I'm trying to cover that g- whole gambit from showing to racing and everything in between could just be guys getting together and to meeting at a restaurant. They just have, they call it bench racing. Absolutely. That's where they all come Hang out, talk, you know, share experiences, have a good time. That's fine too. It's a conversation piece, really, nothing else.
1: So, Rob, you know, this has been really awesome. So I want to give you the opportunity to do any shout outs, any promotions, anything else you want to share for our listeners that are tuning in and listening to the story of CCG for the first time.
0: Well, thank you. So obviously, I want to give a shout out to my wife, Joanne, who's been very supportive of of this whole thing, this whole venture. Uh, Secondly, a gentleman named Chuck McDonald, who's been like a mentor to me, maybe eventually we'll connect him through you, you guys. He is a very well-known car enthusiast and collector in the DC metro area, does his own weekly newsletter. And then Jack DeWart, who's a good friend of mine, I've known for probably 30 years, you know, been a car guy since I've known him. he's a guy who helped me do some major work on my cars that I couldn't do do by myself. And really was very supportive of me from the beginning with this. Thought it was a great concept. A couple of sponsors. Of course, I thank all the sponsors. Mike with Universal Muscle Car, Stort & Ed from Classic Auto Mall. And of course, all of the advertisers. And again, everybody who looks at this magazine and, and they go, go to our website and they see somebody in here, please mention that you found them in click the Car Guide because it really helps support the business and help support what we're trying to do to help the enthusiasts. That's really the bottom line to help the enthusiasts. And thank you, I- enthusiasts. Thank you very much. Everyone who reads this and subscribes to our newsletter, please tell all your friends that, to come online, join our newsletter. and join the club, so to speak.
1: That's right, and Rob, I'm gonna give you a hot take. Racers love stickers, so if there's ever an opportunity for us to slap a CCG sticker on the many race cars that there are here at GTM, let us know, because we'll gladly do it. Uh, Thank you for that tip. In fact, uh, I don't know if it's a strict bumper sticker
0: or something special that they're looking at. but
1: However you want it to look, Rob. (laughs)
0: That's a huge tip. I appreciate it.
1: So with that said, for all the latest in D.C., Maryland, Virginia, and Pennsylvania car enthusiast news and happenings, be sure to check out www.collectorcarguide.net and sign up for their newsletter right from the site. You can also check them out on social media at Collector Car Guide on Facebook. And don't forget that you can pick up a copy of the annual printed directory at one of more than 300 locations in the DMV area, including local shops, independent parts retailers, or events. So Rob, this has been absolutely awesome. I appreciate you coming on here and sharing the CCG story, getting people enthusiastic about what you have to offer, how this is going to become the gospel for car enthusiasts. So again, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show.
0: Absolutely. Love to be on the show. Had a good time talking to you, Eric. It's been of We're friends already. I appreciate that. Thank you. Take care now.
1: You have a good evening. You too. Bye now. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of Break Fix, and we wanted to remind you that GTM remains a no annual fees organization, and our goal is to continue to bring you quality episodes like this one at no charge. As a loyal listener, please consider subscribing to our Patreon for bonus and behind-the-scenes content, extra goodies, and GTM swag.